1: My name is Cynthia McIntosh and I welcome you to Nuggets of Truth Broadcast. On today, I want to share some Nuggets of Truth from Matthew 13 and 23. This text is a part of a parable that Jesus shared with his listeners. The parable is based on a farmer who planted seeds on different types of soil. First, he planted on the wayside. Away from the soil. Then he planted on stony ground. Then he planted on soil among thorns. Finally, he planted on good soil. Jesus shared what happened after the seed was planted on each area. Jesus then compared the natural process of planting the seed to the sharing of God's word. I would rather say voice to the hearts of his people. Today I want to focus on what Jesus shared concerning the seed planted on good soil. He explains the comparison of planting seeds on good soil to preaching and speaking his word to us. Now this is what Jesus said in Matthew 13 twenty three He said, But he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understand it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some sixty and some thirty. These words of Christ declare that the word of God, which is the voice of God to us, received into our hearts act just like natural seeds planted to the ground. After a season of time, the planted seed will break through the ground and grow into a plant that bears fruit. This teaching lets us know what good soil is, so it will bear good fruit. Beloveds, it is the heart of one who hears and understands The word that understands the voice of God. And I must share with you how uh, Matthew Henry commentary describes what hearing and understanding of the voice of God in our lives mean. He put it like this. First, intelligent hearers, they hear the word and understand it. They understand not only the sense and meaning of the word, but their own concern in it. They understand it as a man of business understands his business. God in his word deals with men as men in a rational way and gains possession of the will and affections by opening the understanding. I'll stop reading there, but to just re what Matthew Henry say, I, I really think he's saying that when you truly hear and understand God's voice in your life, it, it causes you to embrace the words so that it becomes a part of you emotionally and controls your action. Dear hearts, our, our, our Father speaks to us words that touch the essence of who we are and what He has made us to be. He speaks with an intent of stirring us up from the inside first so that it can be manifested externally in our lives. In other words, it lands in a place in you where you have no peace until it is fulfilled in your life. That word is like a trouble spot that that will, will constantly pick and nag at you. And that's why we've got to know that when God speaks to the heart of sinners, it works on them to a point that they either have to harden their heart against the word. In other words, push it out or receive it. And unfortunately, God will allow hearts to harden, but it's a dangerous place to be. The good news for those of us that have a heart that's open, God's voice will discover our condition and proceed to mold it into his will. This means the word doesn't go in in one ear and out the other. It enters the decision making, feeling part of you, which is your heart. It becomes who you are and what you become if you can receive it by faith. You see, the promises of God spoken into our lives must be mixed with faith if we want to enter into its blessings of rest. All of God's word given to us is given so we can receive a reward of rest. And when I speak of rest, I speak of a life made easier and free of unnecessary burden. It is a season or period of relaxing or ceasing to engage in what I call strenuous or stressful activity. And you're probably like me where at times it may not seem that this is coming due to corrupted, our corrupted soul and body. When we first hear God's voice in our life, for some of us, it it shakes us. But I want to let us all know our decision to ignore our carnal nature and response to God's voice will bring into us. A season of peace and joy. You will spend more time at ease. Than at war with life. Oh yes. There are seasons where we're in a battle. (laughs) And we need God's voice. To tell us. What's going to happen at the end. God will speak. And let me share more of this truth. uh, Concerning rest and acceptance. Of obedience of God's word. Hebrews 4. I want to read this, these uh, first 13 verses of this text. It says, For as long then as that promise of resting in him pulls us on to God's goal for us, we need to be careful that we're not disqualified. We received the same promises of those people in the wilderness, but the promises didn't do them a bit of good because they didn't receive the promise with faith. If we believe, though, We'll experience that state of resting, but not if we don't have faith. Remember that God said exasperated, I vowed, they'll never get with where they're going, never be able to sit down and rest. God made that vow even though he finished his part before the foundation of the world. Somewhere it is written, God rested the seventh day having completed his work. But in This other text, he says, they'll never be able to sit down and rest. So this promise has not yet been fulfilled. Those earlier ones never did get to the place of rest because they were disobedient. God keeps renewing the process and setting the date as today, just as he did in David's psalm centuries later than the original invitation. And so this is still a life promise. It wasn't concealed at the time of Joshua. Otherwise, God wouldn't keep renewing the appointment for today. The promise of arrival and rest is still there for God's people. God himself is at rest. And at the end of the journey, we will surely rest with God. So let's keep at it and eventually arrive at the place of rest, not drop out through some sort of disobedience. God means what he says. What he says goes, his powerful word is sharp as a surgeon's scalpel, cutting through everything whether doubt or defense, laying us open to listen, obey. Nothing and no one is impervious to God's word. We can't get away from it no matter what. Now I want to focus on the last portion of that text. Verse 12 that refers to God's voice as a surgeon's scalpel. The surgeon's tool can cut through the skin, the flesh, and the bone. It can open you up so that you can receive the needed removal or change needed in your body. And dear hearts, the, the voice of God is just like that when it comes with a mission to touch the essence of who we are. To awaken what I call the sleeping giant within. Oh yes, many of us have an unawakened potential just waiting to be released this release can draw us into seasons of joy peace and fulfillment greater than what satan's word could do in our lives for he's always talking but his words will lead to destruction and god's words god's goal is to give us a chance to live on his terms now I want to end the session with discussion on what each step of the seed time harvest process means for the child of God and even the sinner. For. First, there is the seeding time. This is when God speaks into our lives. And also, it is when we speak to God what he has said to us. A father can speak in many ways. He can speak through his written word, the Lagos. He can speak through the voice of an apostle, pastor, prophet, and teacher. He can also speak through his anointing in our life, which is his presence in our life. This presence is Christ and the Holy Spirit. 1 John 2 and uh, 27 says to I'm writing these things to warn you about those who want to lead you astray, but you have received the Holy Spirit. And he lives within you, so you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know. And what he teaches is true. It is not a lie. So just as he has taught you, remain in the fellowship with Christ. That's First John 2, verse 26, 27. Beloved, the scripture assures us that his voice will reach us reach our hearts to ensure that we know his will for our lives with or without a human voice god will let us know what he wants for our lives (laughs) let me move quickly to the next step of the seed time harvest process the next step is the time needed for the seed to grow Seeds need time to grow it. It needs time to progress through the steps needed for it to bear fruit. Some things we work for and some things, beloveds, we have to wait for. Time in the growth process allows us or requires us to use one of the most valuable qualities of our, our life that is the ability to patiently wait for the manifestation of god's voice in our life i love the words of encouragement from the psalmist he said wait on the lord be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart wait i say on the lord beloved. it's my time has run out see time and harvest if you can get through it you'll get to the 30, 60, 100 fold that God has for you. Well, beloved, I've got to go. God bless you. And I hope to share again with you next week.